We hear a lot of stories about Russia. They want to outlaw crypto. They're hacking our elections. Russian women want to be mail order brides. Well, some is rumor. Some is true. We'll leave you to sort that out. But what we do know is that some parts of Russia, blockchain is being encouraged. And today we'll introduce you to Andrei Peshkov of the Technopolis Moscow Managing Company. Part of Moscow's special economic zone, you'll discover how our comrades in Russia are incentivizing blockchain companies. So grab your stoli and pour a round of shots. It's episode number 287 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Um, welcome to another episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Bad Crypto? You're, you're in France right now when you said Zibad Crypto. Are you sure you are not combining your accents, Mr. Travis Wright? <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Bad Cryptos. Yeah, it's uh, number 287. We're approaching 300 here pretty rapidly. Actually, you ran some numbers uh, between the regular episodes, the Crypto Spotlight episodes, the special episodes on our anniversary date, which was July 18th. You calculated that we had done 365 recordings. That is true. So that's crazy to think about that we have done essentially in the first two years of our show an episode every two days. Some sort of piece of content audio. Your sexy content piece, you, Mr. Travis Ride. We're talking too much, blah, blah, blah. We have so many words, and those words are possible because of our sponsor. And we'd like to welcome our new sponsor, Nazgo, to the show. They are the GoDaddy of blockchain. How's that for a marketing tagline? Think that how is, easy GoDaddy good, huh? is. You could tokenize your business today. No coding required, which is good because I'm not a I'm not a coder unless I've got a code in my nose, but that's different. These guys have developed the easiest solution for businesses to transition into the blockchain frontier. They've got an easy-to-use Nasgo wallet. It's got all the tools you need to advance the business without breaking the bank. These guys provide the foundation and you could sidechain on their blockchain with all kinds of different APIs. You've got database writing, network communications, encryption, and the sidechain supplies more nodes to strengthen the whole Nasgo system. We interviewed these guys on episode 282. You could check it out at badco.in forward slash 282 and check out the suite of tools, the sweet suite of tools at nasgo.com, N-A-S-G-O.com. Mm-hmm. So sweet. So very sweet. Uh, we have a great interview for you today with Mr. Andre Peshkov. Yes, we're going to be talking about the uh, special economic zone in Moscow, where they are encouraging the peoples to do of the blockchain. Let us, uh, let's talk a little bit about the news. We ha- we've had some people online tell us they, they miss our bad news, they miss our banter and our news. So let's throw a little bit of news up in this before we get to our feature, Mr. Jolcom. That sounds like a good plan. Checking CoinGecko.com, the current market cap timestamped Sunday, July 21st, 2019 at 424 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. 291 billion is the market cap. Bitcoin at 10,628. Ethereum 226. XRP 33 cents. Litecoin just under $100. Bcash 322. Uh, Binance Coin. 30 bucks, uh, EOS at 431, Tether at a buck even, 
Bitcoin SV176 and rounding out the top 10. Rounding out the top 10 with a bullet is Cardano coming in at 6.1 cents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And also coming in at 11 is Tron, which a little interesting piece of news, Mr. Joel Kamm. Uh, this Wednesday, I will be flying to San Francisco, and on Thursday, we'll be participating with the, the Tron uh, Warren Buffett thing that's going on, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, and why don't we go ahead and just jump into the news then? That's the first story that we've got here to take a look at from Cointelegraph. The headline is, Number of Crypto Notables on Buffett Lunch Guest, uh, Buffett Lunch Guest List Grows. So, you know, Justin's son mm -hmm. won the auction. How much did he pay for this lunch? Four million or something? I think like four million, four million bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So today he invited the CEO of eToro, Yoni Asia, to come to lunch too. And uh, Yoni replied back and he said, Justin, it's my honor to join you for lunch with Warren Buffett. A big step for bridging between the traditional finance world and the new one. Very cool. And uh, eToro happens to be a sponsor of the show. So thank you, eToro. That's right. Starting uh, August 1st, yeah. you guys will be hearing more about eToro. So we're excited. And Yoni is going to be interviewed on the show. So they've got some pretty exciting initiative. Mm -hmm. And uh, eToro makes me want to kiss Coinbase and Robinhood. Bye-bye. And you guys will find out That's why. True. Also, uh, the first guest that was invited was um, Charlie Lee. Mm -hmm. He's going to be there. Jeremy Allaire, the CEO of Circle, is going to be there. And Helen High of the Binance Charity Fund is going to be there. So, and Mr. Travis Wright, you'll be in the next room wishing you were at the lunch. Is that what's going on? Is that how it is? I, I don't know exactly how it is. All I know is you're, you're, I can't go. So you are representing all that, that is, is bad. That is true. Also, uh, Jeremy Allaire, the CEO of the crypto payments firm Circle, will also be there as well. Very cool. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to be at the lunch. Or I know there's a press conference and some stuff going on. So it uh, should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's exciting. Uh, Mr. Joe Kam, you'll be in Iceland. I will be in San Francisco watching where I step. <laughs> yes, because it is a literal mm hole. <laughs> <laughs> well you got to be careful Bruce, you never know you might step on a needle or a big pile of dung it's hard to say so you know where are we in the crypto markets right now stuff like this is really good news we know that companies are moving forward with blockchain libra you know there's been hearings uh, in front of the senate on libra and there is then you know the president tweeting out that he's not a fan of bitcoin and crypto which makes me go mr mm -hmm. president come on see for those who say that, you know, people who uh, who voted for Trump will believe anything he says, I say BS because I want to take him by the ear and say, Mr. President, you have no you do not know what you're talking about here when mm -hmm. it comes to crypto. You don't know. That's true. Clueless. Clueless. That is so true. You know, I, I read an interesting statistic. I don't want to necessarily get into politics, but I read this really interesting statistic because you know how this whole Antifa things are being kind of violent towards people who are conservative or whatever? I read a statistic that mm -hmm. uh, violent criminals in prison, it's like 82% of them are Democrats and 9% of violent offenders are Republicans, which to me made me go, wow, that is really mm. a really crazy statistic for then people to think that people on the right are so violent because clearly they're not if the 
they're not in prison like that. I don't know. I thought that was just, I thought it was, that just really took me back. Like, wow, that is a really interesting statistic that I did not know, Mr. Joel Com. So now your you had, words are violence, Mr. Trevor. Right? Oh, that's true. That's true. That's I got to watch. I got to watch. I got to watch my words. So, uh, so Bitcoin. Well, so this guy's words, this guy's words here, Dr. Doom. Are you familiar with this? Dr. Dude? Doom. Wasn't he, uh, wasn't he a Spider-Man villain? He was, but apparently this guy is a professor of economics at the New York University Stern School mm -hmm. of Business. His name is Nouriel Rubini, and they know him as Dr. Doom because he's super pessimistic. Mm -hmm. And he's one of those dudes that's out there saying that Bitcoin is overhyped and a cesspool and that it's just being used for degenerate gamblers. I mean, this is that that is something that the bears um, not the Chicago ones, the, the investor bears uh, are digging into. Well, he is. He does have a point where he's talking about he's got a feud with BitMEX and he suggests that it and some of the other major Bitcoin exchanges are involved in systematic illegality. Well, BitMEX has been has been, you know, known to, you know, have fraudulent volumes. And there's been some tether stuff that was going on through BitMEX. And so, you know, there is. There are, there's, you know, in any industry, there are, there are good players and there are some bad players and, you know, you got to navigate the minefields as it is, but, uh, you know, yeah, Dr. Doom, he is a villain. Actually today, while I was in France, I drove through Villainville, which is actual, <laughs> it's an actual name of a city here. Or it's actually a little, a little quaint town in Normandy, which was pretty awesome. That's not how you pronounce it though. It would be Villainville. Villainville. No, but it's Villainville. <laughs> I saw Dr. Evil there with Mr. Doom. Did you run into Steve Wozniak there? I did not run into Mr. Steve Wozniak because I was not in Malta. That's right. That's where he's heading. You know, it's just a few weeks ago we reported on Wozniak saying that he's sticking by Bitcoin because of math right because it all it makes mm -hmm. sense because mm -hmm. of math and he is developing a new blockchain based startup in Malta which is of course the blockchain island very blockchain friendly i wish that we in the united states had this type of forward thinking um as as malta does yeah well i mean you see that we just talked about that with trump thinking you know bitcoin is bad he obviously doesn't understand the benefits of blockchain and how block we're basically the blockchain of everything is happening, right? If you have a business and you need data and you have a database and you need reliability and transparency and you need immutability, people are using blockchain and going to start using blockchain, which really ties into the NASGO thing that we'll talk about, uh, which we talked about in episode 282 and as, as a sponsor. But, I mean, companies are going to be starting moving into the blockchain space. And what's happening is a lot of these blockchain companies and vendors and enterprise level tools, they are not being built in America, right? America because because the hostility of the SEC, the uncertainty of the CFTC, how they're going to handle it, the IRS, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So innovation is leaving. I've said this before. You've said it before. The new Silicon Valley of the future is not being built in America. I think that's a problem. Uh, if we want to quote unquote make America great again. Well, by God, we better, you know, utilize it, you know, and, and embrace innovation. And, you know, that's one of the things that just really bothers me. Oh, we need to do more coal and we need more. Like, no, we need more renewable energy. We need we need to get a handle on AI before it gets out of control. 
We need we need to blockchain the government. We need to do voter ID. We need to update things, you know, on the blockchain and make things better. That's what needs to happen. It's not make it great again. It's, you know, or go back to the same things that used to work before, because guess what? We're going to get steam. America's going to get steamrolled in the future. And so I think, you know, now the, some of the metrics, the vanity metrics look nice. The economy is great and blah, blah, blah. Five years down the road, let's see how it is. If we don't embrace innovation, I think we, we're coming down to some problems. And Wozniak has a new venture called E-Force, E-F-F-O-R-C-E, which is focusing on making energy consumption more uh, efficient and transparent, allowing to save money and doing good for the environment. Is this sort of like a power ledger, Mr. Jolcom? I, you know, I don't know enough about his project yet. I just know that he's, you know, he said moving to Malta, a quote, has been on my mind for decades, like no other place in the world. He loves the idea of living in a small European island country in the Mediterranean. So we'll learn more about what F-Force is as time goes on. I just, I, like you, find it interesting that he's- Dude, we got to get him on the show. Could you imagine having Waz on Bad Crypto talking about this? Hey, anybody out there know Waz? Let's just put it out there. Um, Listeners of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, if anybody has any connections to uh, the Waz, then please make the introduction, badcryptopodcast at gmail.com, and uh, let's make that happen. Yeah, who we'll was it that I know that had the new Waz? Somebody I know knew Waz, worked on Waz on a project, but I don't remember who it was. Look at the old Waz, same as the new Waz. <laughs> it was what it was. One more story I want to tackle before we uh, get into the interview today, and this is uh, on Coindesk.com. The author is Daniel Palmer, and he has been the victim of uh, an online identity fraud in the crypto world. Of course, we've talked before how I've been the victim of uh, online um, identity fraud hundreds of times over as my pictures are being used for uh, illegitimate purposes to scam people. It's because you're so handsome, Mr. Jocom. They all want to steal your identity and pretend they're you. Well, it's it's a bad thing, got, and people are getting hurt. And you got girlfriends all over the world. You don't even know. They write me and they tell me, and it's yeah, <laughs> actually, I had another one today. And then they then they discover uh, that I'm really? not really me. Yep, and then they want to keep corresponding with me anyway. And I just I have to shut it down. Yeah, but you are you. I don't want to get into you know, back and forth with strangers. And, and I just tell them, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't just start up relationships with random strangers on the internet. Have a good day. And that's it. And that kind of shuts it that's down, true. shuts it down. Anyway, this guy, Daniel Palmer, found himself listed as an advisor on a crypto project called the U.S. Veteran Token, the USVT. Um, and he is his bio is on there as an advisor and Laura Shin found herself related and affiliated affiliated to this thing too could you imagine being such a scumbag that not only are you perpetrating a scam but you're doing it in the name of our military veterans and and allegedly doing something to support them dude that's horrible that is the worst of the worst now it's not only is it stolen valor, right? Because that's when you are you're faking sort of military experience or whatever, but it's on a whole other level because you're literally standing on the shoulders of these um, these heroes and 
creating this huge fraudulent thing. And it really pisses me off because I'm literally here in Normandy this week. And I went and I saw yesterday, I saw the American Cemetery, which was one of the most profound, amazing, sad things that I've ever seen in my life, where there's 9,000, you know, U.S. soldiers that are buried there in France and stormed the beaches. When you when you are here and you see Omaha Beach and you see Utah Beach and Juneau and Gold and Sword Beach and you look and see how vast this terrain is and you stand there and you just imagine, you know, all of these soldiers just, you know, prepared to meet their doom, not to, 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 to do some conquest, but to prepare to save freedom and liberty. And it was just the most one of the most profound things I've ever seen. I think if you're an American who loves America uh, or you have uh, you're an American who has some kids that maybe are millennials that hate America, you need to take them to Normandy and show them because you drive around. Oh, I think almost every one of the, the towns that I drove around in, Mr. Joe Comp, had American flags flying. Mm. And on Friday, there was all these huge fireworks celebrations. Every Friday, they're celebrating you know, the 75th anniversary of, of the, the landing and the and saving of French culture. And the land is so beautiful. It's some of the most beautiful terrain that I've ever seen. But, oh, my God, is it treacherous? You could just imagine how crazy it would have been and how brave these soldiers would have been. And for somebody to come out and create a fake USVT token, that is beyond reproach. That is, I just, that person needs needs to be, Sent away and the key locked. So, thrown away. Send them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lock well, him up. Right. Seriously, that's some crazy stuff. So watch out for the scams out there, gang. And of course, we're not financial advisors. And no matter what cryptos you uh, are looking into, invest into, if that is indeed what you're doing, then be smart about it. Right. Make make wise decisions. Do due diligence. It means more than going to a Reddit board. And, you know, investing because somebody said this one's going to blow up. That's that's not due diligence. That's dumb mm-hmm. diligence. Don't do that. That's so true. Don't do that's that. So true. Well, I, I got to say this then to sort of tie this together without the British troops and then the French resistance and then also the Canadian troops and some Australian troops and the U.S. troops coming from the West and then from the East, you know, the, so- the Soviet Union coming in, this whole area would be speaking German. So it's like I stood there at the cemetery and just really gave thanks to because like the world would be such completely it would be totally different if that thing had not gone the way that it did. And uh, so thank you to those brave soldiers uh, all over in America, Great Britain, France, you know, Canada, Australia and the Soviet Union. And speaking of Russia, we have a <laughs> we have a uh, an, an interesting interview from from a dude who lives there currently. Die. It's time to go over to the special economic zone in the Technopolis, Moscow, with our friend Andrei Pishkov. As technology takes over the world, there are regions around the world that are encouraging future development. And if we go all the way to the other side of the globe, well, if you're us, it's the other side. If you're already there, it's not. But if we go to Moscow, we discover that there is a, a special economic zone called Technopolis, Moscow, and it is a driver in the new industrial Moscow dedicated to the development of innovative 
ecosystem of the city. And basically the goal is to create favorable conditions for localization of high-tech companies. And with us today, we have Andre Peshkov, the CEO of the USDX coin, who is involved because he is the CFO of Technopolis Moscow Managing Company. Andre, from the other side of the world, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thanks for having me here. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> okay, so Travis is going to do the interview in Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Alexa, please translate. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, stop. But not Alexei. Yeah, don't do, do that. Do you, have, do you have a problem with that when people say Alexei and then Alexa pops on? Do you guys have Alexa over there in Moscow? Uh, we have the Google. Oh, you have the Google. Yeah, so you said, okay, Google. That's yes. not the same. It's not the same as, as saying Alexei and then it coming on. Yes. <laughs> So, Andre, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit about your background so we know where you're coming from. Uh, my background is mostly on finance. I'm 10 years in uh, chief finance officer in major companies in Technopolis, in Special Economics of, of Moscow. I'm about eight years. And we're building uh, our premises. And that's where our goal. We want to uh, make entrepreneurs and uh, uh, companies and make their business in our city, in our country. I, I have a question around that because you know, I've talked to a lot, of, a lot of folks in Russia. It seems that entrepreneurism in a lot of ways is kind of relatively new and it's not embedded into the culture like it is in America, right? So it seems that, you know, entrepreneurialism, uh, you know, w- w- when you had communism over there and it's like and everybody was sort of forced to do whatever job they were to do, now you guys you have freedom. You're like, oh, well, we can do whatever we want to do. How are you guys with the Technopolis? How is that helping develop, you know, that mindset of, of being an entrepreneur and sort of changing that old world thinking? Uh, yes, of course. We have to change our mindset position. But uh, we today is only low start and we are almost 30 years trying to build our entrepreneurs uh, spirit. For example, if you look at the Moscow entrepreneurs uh, in restaurants, in retail, or for example, in banking business, they are uh, uh, quite good. But I think uh, banking business is five years ahead that we that they have in Europe or US. Uh, it, it's about developing, it's about user interface. If we take a retail or a restaurant business, it's the same thing. In Moscow, you can find every uh, we tried our best, uh, and of course, uh, te- uh, Technopolis uh, provide uh, for entrepreneurs their service. Uh, if you uh, if you want to deep dive in some some uh, some other businesses or in that particular business, I try to cover it. Yeah, I noticed that in Eastern Europe, I've been to, I've been to Ukraine several times. I noticed every restaurant is called restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, restaurant. Yeah, I was like, wow, this restaurant chain is tearing it up. They they are very <laughs> successful, this restaurant. This one night. One <laughs> it's like McDonald's over here. So the website is technomoscow.com. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go to the site, you can see the map of this special economic zone. It's huge. I mean, you've got a lot of land here that is covered. Uh, yes, because um, uh, if you hear about Moscow and uh, about uh, 
tax and, tax and regulation perspective, you always hear there's a hard to build business in Russia. What we try to do, we try to do, uh, we try to create the zone uh, where it's um, uh, easier, much easier to create the business. That's why it's uh, it's like city in the city. Uh, that's why we have um, 400 hectares uh, of um, lands and about two square meter, two million uh, square meters of premises for the for entrepreneurs. So, what are the incentives then? Why you know would somebody participate in one of these zones? Uh, when you try to build your uh, uh, factory, for example, you try uh, you should build uh, the premises. What we uh, offer, we offer you premises, and you um, uh, investment costs uh, get lower first. Second, it's the main it's the main cost for electricity or something like that. The second one is the taxation. It's uh, uh, much lower than um, taxation in in, uh, in our country. We reduce. Uh, that uh, not that we reduce income tax and other taxes, so it's much profitable to build in our premises in, that, in exactly that place. It sounds interesting. You got like a two percent corporate profit tax, zero property tax. What is it? Yes. You know, zero transport tax, free custom zone, zero import tax, two percent land plot tax. So very low taxes because I've have I have friends over there and they talk about how like how hard it is to create a business in Russia because the taxes aren't very favorable. The system isn't set up. And so, you know, it sounds like you're doing a great job over there. Now, let me ask you this. So you've been in finance for many years and you are the CFO of the Technopolis. So how does blockchain and how does crypto sort of get in? How did you go down that rabbit hole of, you know, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and start understanding how blockchain works? What, what made that happen for you? Uh, as I mentioned, as I mentioned, uh, in our um, country we have uh, pretty developed um, uh, banking system. Uh, for example, if you heard about Tinkoff, it's online banking, first online larger online bank. Uh, but another side, we have um, and uh, have uh, strict rules about uh, uh, money trans- uh, transferring and so on and so forth. It's rather hard to. It's easy to send money uh, person to person in our country, but it's harder to send in another country. Yeah, like you can use PaySend. PaySend is a, is a platform you can use in Russia to send money. But I think it is business to business is kind of hard, right? Yes, yes. And um, what I what I see with the blockchain and the Bitcoin, for example, I'm just uh, two and a half years ago, just find out about Bitcoin. And I see how easy to send the money because... What the Bitcoin represents is the represent the value. What I see is how too easy to send the value and compare what I do in uh, in uh, Technopolis. What I when I pay our salaries, when I, when I pay our uh, companies, it's hard. And what I see is very easy to send the money and very easy to send the money abroad. If you try to send the money from the uh, from the Russia abroad, it's always question. It's um, uh, where 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 from the money is. And um, when we, when I see it, I understand that's the way how the money should work. When I see how the money should work, I'm trying to create something for the people, for the people who, who can send money as easy as a messaging. I don't understand why you, when you send the money, it's just uh, in pay commission. When you send the money, just exchanging of information. And then I'm trying to build uh, our product and try my best. 
so so let me ask you this then with um with russia being sort of anti-cryptocurrency how are how are you and how are companies at the technopolis including your own how are you guys working around that because when the government's like "Mm, we don't like bitcoin we don't like mining we don't like exchanges and they don't allow that kind of stuff how are you guys able to work around that is that is that because you're in the special economic zone uh, it's not like it. It's not like that. It's that you. It's that you hear uh, from abroad. Uh, we just not implemented the rules. It's like um, when you uh, didn't see when you can't see the uh, the uh, correct rules how to uh, provide services, how to work in this particular uh, space. You just afraid, just afraid to um, uh, mislead the regulation. It's not like it's not the bandit. It's not prescribed. Uh, it, you can work. You uh, you can um, uh, work in current regulation, uh, but you shouldn't uh, be fraud. Uh, you should do the fraud and something like that first. And second one, you know, uh, in Russia and also you have been in Ukraine, and uh, we uh, have our developers and, and uh, mostly uh, the developers are highly educated and cheaper. And this combination of uh, cheap developer, developed banking system, and not um, not banded, uh, not prescribed, uh, uh, I think it's a better word uh, for describe um, situation in Russia. Uh, you can uh, build your own product simply as that. It's not about only special, of course, it's easy to build here. It's easy to build in Moscow, and it's much easier to build in a special economic zone. Excellent. Well, yeah, again, people can go to technomoscow.com and listen to Travis's mad uh, techno beats. Uh, but also, you are the CEO of USDX.cash. Why don't you go ahead and give us, as we close out here, a quick update on what that is? USDX uh, uh, wallet is just. Uh, simple app uh, where you can uh, transfer money as easy as a messaging. Uh, what does it mean? Like I said previous, it, it means without banks, borders, or fees. It's um, uh, stablecoin uh, that I implemented in uh, uh, Wallet. Today we have 60,000 users uh, that transferring money all over the world, uh, especially in the U.S. The main uh, market uh, for our wallet is U.S. Just download it, set the money. That's it. So, so I have a question about this. This has been one interesting challenge that you know, because I have friends over in Russia, in Russia, and we've talked about crypto. How do you guys get crypto over there from crypto back into fiat or into rubles? Uh, we do not. We do not do that. <laughs> it's just, it's just That's illegal, right? Uh, it's not illegal. It's not prescribed. It's not prescribed. Yes. Right. So it's just crazy because a lot of people are using their rubles and they're not sort of crypto friendly yet. And so it's kind of hard. You know, it's like, here's, you can send them crypto. How do you convert it to cash? And you're not able to convert it to cash. There's that. Is that maybe where USDX.cash, is that where that's helping out? Uh, it's helping out to, to transfer my mind because, you know, uh, the volatility that uh, you have with the crypto, it's helping in other spaces. Uh, spaces of transferring money that all already have the crypto. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you can only use the wallet when you have the crypto. In, gotcha. of, of course, in in uh, money laundering relation, what what you're talking about about the changing uh, Bitcoin or other crypto rules. Of course, there's strict rules. Uh, 
structures of KYC, IML, and other stuff. Maybe you need an economic zone to be able to do your cryptos. Uh, yes, in Crimea. Maybe inside the economic, <laughs> it's an economic zone inside the economic zone. It says, hey, we can do cryptos here. It's Inception. <laughs> yeah. I, I dig that. The website is uh, usdx.cash. There's an app for both iOS and Android. You could check it out. And again, check out all the links in the show notes. Check out the uh, Technopolis Economic Zone there in Moscow. And thanks, Andre, for joining us today. Yes, we're waiting for you in Moscow. We have a special uh, gifts and a special zone for you. Beautiful. Yes. Check it out. Thank you. So, Mr. Travis Wright, as we talk about companies moving elsewhere to do their blockchainifications, you know, even Russia is saying, come on, you know, you, you can work here. I mean, do we have any blockchain special economic zones in America at all? Besides Wyoming? Besides Wyoming. Yeah, I think Wyoming is the only one that I know of. I think there's some other states that are that are looking into it. But, you know, as we said, the innovation's happening in different places. I really want to uh, to go check out the Technopolis someday. That would be fun to go there and interview some of the, the blockchain projects that are going on there. Also, we want to go to Malta sometime. We want to go to some of these other places. Maybe we'll go to Germany, to Berlin, um, which would be an interesting uh, place to be. Have you been to Berlin before, Mr. I Jordan? have been to Berlin, and you and I were just invited to Berlin Blockchain Week. We need to talk about that offline to see if uh, if we're going to go to that. But that would be also yeah. good to see the special Technopolis, special economic zone. Ocean Yeah, Berlin is wild, man. I went to, I went to, blo- to Berlin and saw the uh, some of the museums there and the Berlin Wall and where the the place where the um, the Nazi headquarters were where they destroyed it and then made the museum that was such it has such dark energy there dude it was just, it was pretty crazy a lot of stuff going on uh, you know so it, it's the one thing that's crazy about this blockchain space is it allows us to it, it, it it's taken us all over the world so far for the most part and very grateful Love the opportunities, love our fans, love the opportunity to chat with these a million, uh, br- amazing, brilliant people. And um, we're just getting started. Two years in, it feels like we're just just getting our gears going, doesn't it? It does, because I think the the big crypto boom, if you know we're reading it right, is is yet to come. The true move mainstream. Mm-hmm. And that means there's going to be a lot of people coming and asking questions. And those friends of yours that have shook their heads when you tell them about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, ah, you're, you're crazy. You're nuts. That's a scam. That's, that's for drugs. They're going to be coming back to you. And they're, can you tell me, how do, I, how do I buy this Bitcoin stuff? And you're going to say, listen, you need to go listen to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Yeah. That's, that's- hey, you know, or... or- let me ask you this, Mr. Joel Com. When is the episode with Ben Mesrick coming out? It's coming out soon, right? That's actually the next episode, and that is a oh, great people, one to listen yeah. to. Oh yeah, you you pick that book up. I'm now about halfway through the book. It is an amazing book. It's like reading fiction. The way he tells the story is just unbelievable. So you're going to want to tune in for that right there. And then also, episode 289 is going to be coming up around the corner too, talking about fake crypto exchanges. Uh, volumes and whatnot with our friend um, uh, Dimitri Buterin from Hacken. So that's the next couple episodes coming up. You guys are going to want to listen to. This is all very true. And so now must to end show by saying thank you. Please review show. Please to share show. Please to write us at bitcryptopodcast at gmail.com and please to stay back. Who's bad? <laughs>
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.